0: everyone it's episode three. Oh my god we're doing this consistently i'm so proud my of my goodness i am this is not another
1: blog and we promise i also will say this is not an easy feat mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh all right uh we hope that you know the podcast episodes um have been fun for you thanks for all the feedback guys and let's get right into it um today we are continuing the theme we are drinking during so, this episode so what are we drinking today uh today i'm having just a little bit of scotch uh it's the 12 year avalur single malt uh yeah whatever that means well <laughs> victoria's
0: keeping classy i have a bottle or a can of taco truck lager i really it's, like the name It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. clever and then we just i just had a burrito so it goes well with the meal
1: Oh yeah. Speaking of, we're um we're back in LA again.
0: Oh God, yes.
1: <laughs> Why are we back, Victoria? Why? Why? Well, Gloria couldn't keep away from the tacos. It's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just. You know, we're here to take some meetings out here again. Mm-hmm. Um, we will say that LA is a huge consumer goods mm-hmm. um, area. So just a lot of great networking opportunities, a lot of like-minded individuals. So uh, we definitely frequent here a lot. It, But it seems like more and more <laughs> we're over <It's>, here.
0: <laughs> yeah, we... Actually, we should have just stayed here from last week. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. But... We love L.A. I really like the tacos. It's one of the... <laughs> I, I can eat it every day. It's a little disgusting, but I, I love it. Um, yeah, But... It's
1: so good. Like, no matter which truck you go to. You
0: can't go wrong. Right.
1: So, uh... But I guess... Kind
0: of the bad thing about coming to L.A., yeah. though, is our
1: skin. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about that. Uh, it's just... L.A. is just so dry. Desert dry. I mean, it's a desert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh... Not to mention, I think adding on all the just the stress and the traveling, um, it definitely has our skin freaking out a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think that's been the hardest thing about doing this project is yeah. how dramatic the changes can be. Yeah. Um, I remember I think once I was coming back from our manufacturers in Taiwan, which is swampy. Very, very humid weather. It comes with its own set of challenges, but coming Boob me- sweat. Oh, <laughs> under boob sweat. Oh, God. The uh itchy boob sweat. <laughs> anyway, TMI. But coming from that to desert dry LA, is just it freaks my skin
1: out. Yeah, for sure. And so what are you doing right now to kind of like cope with that? It's
0: going to take a whole episode. So we decided <laughs> that today the loose theme, and we're going to start trying to have themes in our episodes is gonna be all about moisturizers
1: yeah for sure and even like for my skin which is combo oily it's freaking out as well and it's different because it feels like combination is becoming extreme combination Ooh. dry patches but then i also i'm breaking out with all the stress so um skin's in a very funky place right now yeah,
0: and that's something else we always like to tell people is like skincare is a marathon everyone it doesn't matter how beautiful their skin may look that the day of it's just it's your skin's always changing and you just have to stay positive and
1: yeah just you going. know be on your skin side and like give it what it needs keep moisturizing you know And
0: sunscreen oh my god sunscreen (laughs) it's so important the sun here is i feel so ungrateful for complaining about the sun (laughs) but the weather is beautiful here it's just insanely sunny every day
1: yeah for real i remember you know when we were back in new york everyone's all about the seasons
0: oh yeah and And no seasons here. (laughs) yeah there's
1: definitely no seasons here there's some gloomy days a little bit of drizzle but it's all sun so yeah we definitely sound ungrateful right now but i agree the sun level here is pretty intense yeah it was like
0: straight grinch level like why is it sunny again (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: yeah all right so why don't we get into it
0: Last time Victoria was editing episode two, and she just gave me this <laughs> look. <laughs> I <was> like, stop, <laughs> stop with the sound effects. So, no sound effect. Let's get into the news.
1: <laughs> All right, the news. So I think. Um the biggest news we obviously have to comment on is that Drunk Elephant has now been acquired by Shiseido. <gasps>
0: Mazel tov! Mazel tov! Happy for you, Tiffany. Yeah,
1: huge undertaking. Um, it sold for 845 million buckaroos, so...
0: Well, I can I can't live with that. That sounds very <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean... And then before, it was Tatcha, right? Tach- but, you know, like, a leaver. Also
0: somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 million. 000? yep.
1: Yeah. So, who's who's next? What's
0: next? This is an ongoing trend in the industry. When a small brand does well, eventually it gets acquired by a giant. Um, Unilever, L'Oreal, Estee Lauder. Shiseido all have PNG. A PNG. They all um, acquire brands here and there. We do want to say that I think sometimes people see these kind of news in a more negative light, because mm. they kind of feel like they like these brands because they are indie or small, mm. and they're afraid that getting acquired by a big company it's just going to become one of those brands. Sure. I think there's like good and bad right? yeah
1: I, I agree with that I think it's it's definitely up to the owner and the company to kind of hash out what the future is of that whether or not and it, it definitely is based on whether or not the founder will stay on I mm-hmm. always think that's a good sign in keeping you know the the foundation of that brand around right um, so and also I don't blame them for wanting to walk away from it either. It's a lot of
0: work. It is. (laughs) It
1: is a huge undertaking. It is not just about formulating good products. There's operations on the back end. It's marketing. I mean, you you need these arms. So sometimes, um, yeah, we understand. Sometimes you need that backing.
0: The simplest best, um, best benefit from getting acquired is you get a huge company's internal network. Yes. And we, we talked about we talk about this a lot. Is back when we used to work for a big company, um, everything's there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a team for every yes. little thing you need to do, which is fantastic. I Kind of missed that. Not gonna <laughs> lie. So now it's like just the two of us. Right. It's up to us to make sure everything is done, right. which we never appreciated how nice it is to have an internal database of like every ingredient you can possibly think of. Yep. So anyway, that's that. So congratulations to the drunk elephant founding team. Yeah.
1: Um, next. Alright, so yeah, another thing that Gloria discovered. Gloria, do you wanna share?
0: Yeah, so um, as part of our jobs, we constantly browse new products and but sometimes sometimes skincare gets old. So I found this new hair product called it's a Brio Geo product called Don't Despair Repair, the Honey <laughs> Moisture Deep Conditioning Mask. Mm. Okay. Now this is where I have to confess. We get a lot of questions on um on hair products a yeah, lot. Yeah, we do. But to be honest, hair products is one of those
1: categories where. I'm a sucker for packaging. Yeah, it's it's not really our specialty either. There are people who spend a ton of time studying. Yeah, the follicle, hair follicles, the types of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just not something we have a lot to comment on, right? Except from some of the general ingredients, right? Right,
0: <clears throat> right exactly. So I mean, we have a general understanding of those ingredients, but in terms of how they interact with mm-hmm. hair follicles. Not our expertise. So, when I saw the Brio Geo, it's in this (laughs) really, really adorable honey bear packaging. It's like, you know, that classic honey bottle look. Yeah, You guys have to check it out. I'm putting that on my Christmas list. So, Secret Santa, if you're out there listening, that's what I want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we... Definitely, are suckers for good packaging, mm. and I think that's what gets us a lot um, when we go to like those Asian like beauty stores. Oh, like their their lip gloss packaging. Yeah, yeah, you'll sometimes see us like do little posts on that because we just yeah yeah, it's fun. Everyone needs to pick me up once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so another thing that recently launched was Sunday Riley's ice ceramide cream
0: yeah they have this cute promo image Mm -hmm. where they fashion it into an ice cream cone which i get it (laughs) ice cream (laughs) (laughs) so anyway since it's a new product we will do our decode.il featuring this product today
1: uh yeah so what we're gonna do is we're just gonna comb through the ingredient list Uh, we're gonna shout out some of the ingredients that we like don't like um, and then give a general feel about the, uh, the overall product. Um, mm-hmm. I will preface with we have not tried this product yet. We're right. just going to give you kind of our chemist's perspective on this.
0: Mm-hmm. So the first ingredient we see is ex- uh, an extract blend. It is a red algae extract. Um, we typically... Mm-hmm. We feel a little lukewarm about these type of ingredients yeah. occupying the first space. It's honestly, a lot of times, it's a fancy word for water.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it
0: doesn't, it's not harmful. It's nice, but it's not.
1: Kind of like a, like a sprinkle. <laughs> like, of activity. Yeah, it's just kind of like. Uh, fancy water. Fancy water, yeah, I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, we wouldn't really look into this that much. Mm-hmm. Um, we do see squalene as the second. second ingredient, so great. Um, we do like squalane glycerin uh, you've got some waxes and alcohol um, and then you actually see ceramides so you've got the np eop ap um so that's great and then going down to it you'll see sodium hyaluronate and a lot of fatty acids like free fat true free fatty acids which is awesome
0: Linoleic, oleic, linolenic, alaic, pomedic, linolenic. The works basically, right? Um, so the first thing that jumps out at me is actually how little humectants there are. Yeah, this is a truly uh, emollient and occlusive heavy cream. Mm. So what that means is pretty good for those people. It's a really great heavier cream that's good for sealing in the moisture. But for ah uh, people who might be truly dehydrated, uh, dehydrated like me think about this as a layering piece. This is your finishing touch, but considering consider layering a hum- uh, humectant heavy serum yeah. underneath.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, for oily skin, I would just try to ask for a sample, uh, patch test. I mean, you should always patch test um, if you're trying anything new. Um, I prefer a lighter texture um, just based on the amount of oils that we see here. Um, yeah, I think you just really got to try it for yourself to see but overall we think it's it's good we like the ceramide and free fatty acid forward formula Mm -hmm. so pretty solid ingredient list yeah i wouldn't mind trying a sample of it
0: right for sure um one other ingredient that jumps out at us is the lanolin alcohol Mm. um this is a really good fatty fatty alcohol Mm -hmm. against very different from the drying alcohol Mm -hmm. um it's a great emollient occlusive but it is derived from lanolin so for those of you who may have some sensitivity to that just be aware and patch test first
1: yeah I mean it should be pretty Fine, removed yeah. uh, mm-hmm. from it just because it's refined um, but yeah just another something to think about yeah um, so yeah so that's it for the news we're gonna leave off uh, with a hashtag decode that IL tip for you so we're gonna continue this with a very simple one today.
0: new to our podcast we try to give just a quick little t- tip on um to help you read the ingredient mm-hmm. when we're not around talking to you.
1: <laughs> when right. we're not around <laughs> right so uh today we just want to do a little shout out to glycols and glycerin glycerin yeah so you will typically see these in the one to five uh i guess first to fifth uh, mm-hmm. ingredient in mm-hmm. the list um just kind of keep in mind the number will probably be around five percent mm-hmm. so that should give you an idea of what other ingredients are hanging around that percentage um, and the good thing to know is that at this concentration they will be listed in highest to lowest concentration order.
0: right right so good to know just remember glycerin your frank's red, red hot ingredient yep just a good decode that aisle buddy all around so
1: today we're right. still doing ingredient corner right
0: but today's rendition is
1: why don't you love me (laughs) right today we're focusing on all the ingredients that just get a bad rap for reasons we do not know and put them in a better light to only help us as chemists to make better formulas right gloria
0: (laughs) yes that's exactly what we're doing not because i just want to shout into a microphone why
1: don't you love me (laughs) but actually though we have many questions about some of the fears behind these ingredients and the first one we're going to start off with is propylene glycol. K.
0: Por-kay, por-kay.
1: porkay. Uh All right, first of all, why do you think they're scared, Gloria?
0: So from a lot of the blogs that I come through online, um, they tend to bring up two things. One is that it's, an, it's a component of antifreeze, and they do a lot of like, why are you putting antifreeze on your face type of campaigns. Another angle they like like to take is the whole idea that it's a penetration enhancer, so it's going to make your skin really porous
1: and susceptible to damage. Yeah, that's not how penetration enhancers work at all. It does not turn your face into Swiss cheese. And just so you know, there there are better penetration enhancers out there that cosmetics, uh, that brands use to kind of help your skincare actives do more for your skin. So, um, all right. So I think to continue with that is like, there's no need to be scared. Um, like Goria mentioned, it's a component of antifreeze, but it's not the component that's considered toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, because it's a component of antifreeze, it actually helps with formulation, right?
0: Yep. Have you ever thought about what happens to your product if it's stored in a warehouse in Alberta in December? Right. Um, having the glycol there is going to help you receive the product and have it still in that perfect um stable cream look it um, prevents ice crystals from forming and prevents separation from happening in really yeah. cold
1: situations um on top of that it's got other benefits right
0: yeah it's basically all glycols um butylene propylene pentylene. they all kind of work as a humectant mm-hmm. so it helps support the Um, water grabbers of Mm -hmm. the of the formula
1: yeah and it also can even boost preservatives so it'll actually help the formula actually require less preservatives that could potentially you know lower that irritation potential right
0: yep so everyone give propylene glycol a hug today just it's just there to help it doesn't mean anyone any harm yeah, just you
1: know <laughs> it's it's got a lot of good things going for it give it a chance
0: <laughs> all right next up on the chopping block it's uh well since we're talking about moisturizers we have to talk about petrolatum and mineral oil yeah yeah, so I mean, why
1: don't they love Petrolat in Victoria? Oh my God, maybe it's because it sounds too close to petroleum. Uh, I know people are afraid of it as potential pore clogger, um, and also because um, they may think it's not very refined, therefore is a potential. There's a potential cancer scare looped into it, so. All in all, I'm just gonna tell you right now: don't be scared of petrol, atom and mineral. These ingredients are fantastic as in as part of your moisturizer. Um, and just so you know, as you know, yes, they come from the same source as petroleum, but uh, it's been so refined to the point that there's no need to worry about it um, carrying any sort of unwanted toxic uh, trace compounds or molecules. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, too, like, it, it. what you're going to find mineral
0: oil in raw form and the final cosmetic grade level of mineral oil is unrecognizably different. Right. So you really don't have to uh, worry about that. Yeah,
1: and on top of that, um, nowadays, there's a lot of suppliers that actually look to even refine petro- petrolatum to, you know, improve the texture, change it up, make it a little bit more matte. Mm-hmm. Um, so they... You know, it's it's been around for so long that you know a lot of these scares are kind of outdated.
0: Yeah, and honestly, if you're still not convinced, uh, if you go to an esthetician office or a dermatologist and you have really dry skin, or they get or you have some sort of procedure done and your skin is compromised, they still go to the petrolatum because it is the gold standard occlusive. That's really great on sensitized, compromised skin to just block it out, block out any sort of irritants that may get in touch with it
1: right it's a skin protectant and you know having ultimately you know one refined ingredient is better than trying to use some sort of balm that's plant-based and you know you're opening yourself up to other potential allergens we definitely
0: decided to like incorporate in our own products um so yeah we use it in balm voyage because we couldn't find honestly we couldn't find a plant-based wax that has as good of a Uh, Report as petrolatum.
1: And I think to add on to that, um, Vaseline has done a lot of work to try to clear uh, mineral oil and petrolatum's name. Uh, They had to fight this whole commutogenicity claim um, and they ended up showing that it wasn't. And on top of that, we, we should add that because petrolatum is such a good occlusive it is possible to tra- trap bacteria underneath if yes. you don't clean the skin well. Mm-hmm. So that's where we can see potential for certain breakouts or whatnot. You know, the idea is just always just apply it on clean skin.
0: I mean, regardless, you should always, wa- always wash your face anyway. Like, don't put petrolatum on two-day-old makeup and then freak out when it breaks you out. So <laughs> last on our why don't you love me list is ah, yes. our
1: formaldehyde releasers yes um so the fact that even it says formaldehyde i think will freak people out um you often hear like dmdm DM, hi Antoine" or "diazolidinyl urea <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how I, I say it every time <laughs> <Diazolidina-uria>. <laughs> These preservatives, what happens is they release a tiny bit of formaldehyde, and a- that's actually what helps keep bacteria at bay.
0: Yeah, so this is where we have to... I We totally get why it sounds really alarming. Um, I mean, it's a carcinogen, and also it's used to, like Victoria said, to embalm dead tissue. Mm. But this is where we have to really stress the concept of dose makes the poison.
1: Right. And um. Yeah. (laughs) And the reason why, you know, uh, why the dose matters so much is obviously you have to have the right concentration to be considered toxic. Right. And there's other layers to that, right?
0: Mm -hmm. So with formaldehyde especially, it's a small molecule that forms in a lot of plants' natural metabolism process. And what that means is you actually get formaldehyde from apples pears and a lot of different fruits and vegetables
1: yeah so in one you know regular size apple you get about 300 milligrams per kilo um so you know essentially what that's actually equivalent to is about drinking an entire bottle of shampoo um
0: yeah so please don't do that don't drink a bottle of shampoo (laughs) and you'll probably probably be okay yeah i mean if you think about it Victoria's grandpa has this very fruitful apple tree in her backyard, and I've been eating apples nonstop <laughs> because there's so many of them and
1: we don't know what to do with them. Yeah, and and Gloria's alive and well, so no need to worry about the formaldehyde poisoning there.
0: So to throw some more numbers to kind of like tie this whole sure. thing together.
1: Oh anyway, do we have more numbers? Yeah, so I think you know, going back to the formaldehyde preservatives know that these are actually very heavily studied and regulated by both the us and the eu in fact they actually put max level usages in there um for dmdm Hydantoin is 0.2 percent with diazoladenil or urea it's 0.5 percent um on top of that we actually don't even use that much of it because they're often blended with other preservatives mm-hmm. um that way you know it's more potent you need less of it and what that means is just less ir- potential for irritation. Right. Um, so we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of preservatives. Um, oh, that's a deep, dark, deep, 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 that, dark tear hole. That could that take alone. another hour. <laughs> so, uh, But the idea is, you know, we, we don't think there's necessarily a strong fear against formaldehyde releasers.
0: They're yep. actually great. Um, yeah, they work yeah. really well in shampoos.
1: Yeah. So okay, uh, we are now going to continue one of our segments that is evolving to basically be true chemist confessions. We <laughs> make everyone realize that we all do, we all make mistakes with skincare, and it all is fine. <laughs>
0: yeah, skincare is. It's a marathon, you know, it's all about hacking your own skin corks and finding what works for you. Exactly. And again, finding the type of tools that's going to work with your skin as your skin changes. Yeah. So I'll start. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One of my biggest skincare mishaps of the past Mm. is that I used to spend a lot of money on moisturizers. Oh boy. Obscene amount of money. I am talking about brands that rhyme with Pomer and Poo (laughs) Poo (laughs) Emra.
1: Yeah. okay. Um,
0: So what happened was I never really cared that much about skincare as a kid. And then I started noticing fine lines and I got my skin guard really, really dry in college. Mm. So I thought since my $12 bottle of moisturizer isn't really cutting it for me anymore, Mm. so then the $120 bottle must be 10 times as effective, right? Insurance. Good
1: insurance policy.
0: I would eat, oh man, as a poor college kid, I would (laughs) eat my fill of subway five dollar foot longs mm-hmm, in a week just mm-hmm. so i can get that 120 cream i mean you
1: used to go to a school that was like re- in a really cold area too. yeah right? it's really so.
0: cold and harsh and honestly ironically it probably would have worked better if i just slathered vaseline over my face
1: mm, yeah yeah so when did you stop using the panair and the air well panair <laughs>
0: comes from a financial decision <laughs> <laughs> um and then i and then i started working at i started working (laughs) (laughs) and learning more about ingredients and honestly i think we got even though sometimes i feel like oh i kind of miss those days where you have that it's almost a little romanticized you discover a new product and you get that like kind of excitement of unbundling and then now that after working in the industry for like what 10 years you don't have that joy anymore. The placebo
1: effect is definitely gone. It's gone, but, That's for sure. Yeah. You actually feel a little guilty spending that much money Exactly. On it. So yeah.
0: um, I kind of stopped after I started working because uh-huh. I had access to learning about <clears throat> what these ingredients actually do. Yeah. And for a while, I used my own mix. I tried a lot of products at work, yeah. and from there, I just... Yeah, figure it out that uh, I don't need to spend Panair money on my <laughs> Nice. Well, congrats. Oh, actually. That's good finding. Panair uses petrolatum or mineral yes, oil as a key. Yes, baking. it does.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Oh, damn. <laughs> anyway, Victoria, what's a mishap of yours? All right. So today I definitely will, sh- I, I want to share the fact that I've, probably used a lot of things I shouldn't use on my face or probably isn't ideal. Um, a lot of times when we travel, um, I forget and probably one of the, the things I forget the most is cleanser. Um, so I have definitely been at hotels and used their like hotel shampoo and hotel body wash for my face gasp (laughs) (laughs) which is basically diluted surfactant water in my mind so i'm like "Eh, Eh, close enough should should be fine right i mean it was fine my skin was probably drier than normal but you know for like one day it's it's fine
0: yeah and we want to add that um, not everything needs you don't need to buy a product specifically for every body part because sometimes it gets big toe yeah i got a cream for my pinky <laughs> and, and right my butt cheek my white right butt cheek is exceptional right now <laughs> yeah but um but at the same time certain products because of maybe cost considerations yes. and other factors it's not optimized especially for face
1: yes agreed um i did hear one story recently that really shook me to the core <laughs> and that one was um they don't use face wash um instead they'll just use anti-back hand soap for their face <laughs> Holy <speakeasus. laughs> so that's the line you you've crossed the line that's that's too far yeah don't do that yeah if
0: you if you're a lazy dude at the very least use that shampoo you yeah
1: know? yeah you know you, you can do better than that come on come on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah that's chemist confessions for today. How do you feel, Gloria? <laughs> I I feel so
0: relieved and free of my <laughs> burdens and secrets.
1: Oh, pun there. Oh, there. <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to change it up. Break it up Break, break, break it up, break, break, break it up. Wacky wacky. <laughs> okay i
0: apologize about that but anyway for those of you new to our podcast we think it might be a little dry talking about skincare for a full hour it's dry for us dude. yeah that's maybe why we drink a little bit yeah um so we want to inject a little bit of fun animal facts into every podcast yeah we usually preface with we do it because we're both animal lovers but we've been sharing facts about fruit flies
1: and Horseshoe crabs. Today is horseshoe (laughs) crab. Horseshoe crab. Um, did you know? Yeah, (laughs) Gloria. Did you know that their blood is bright coral blue? Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) And their blood is actually almost as valuable as gold. Go on. So it turns out that their blood is so blue because they are rich in this thing called hemocyanin, Mm -hmm. which is a protein that helps transport oxygen um so this actually makes it fantastic material for pharma research
0: oh yeah so i have also heard that they are used to detect certain Mm -hmm. proteins bacteria um much better than a lot of other things can
1: yes uh now before you start you know opening a horseshoe crab farm (laughs) (laughs) just know that they have found alternatives to this so they don't use this blood anymore so that's
0: Yay. We do not condone anyone going to the beach with a breaking hand. <laughs> Ready <Right laughs> to take it down. Leave the horseshoe crabs alone. Yeah, yeah.
1: Let it be It's bad. just a hot dog. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. What animal will we think of next, Gloria? Mantis shrimp. That's a fun one. Oh, yeah. The one with all the rods and cones. Yeah, maybe
0: one day we'll let Victoria go on a rant about koalas, too. But...
1: Oh dumb (laughs) (laughs) creatures stupid ass (laughs) creatures so that's the fun fact for the day yeah and um now we're just (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so now we're gonna end on a few questions Mm -hmm. that we got from our followers last week um one question that i thought was really great was um We often see that active ingredients can be potent enough at 1% or 2% concentration. That always leads me to wonder, really, why so little? What makes up the rest of that 98% of the bottle? Can you give me an example, whichever active ingredient you like to use in this case, what does the rest of the ingredients do for that active ingredient?
0: That is a great question. (laughs) That is actually a huge thing that we write about all the time. So to give you a really quick and dirty rundown, um, glycolic acid, you need high levels of maybe a a solid 10% Mm. is good. Vitamin C, also a solid 10%. Mm -hmm. Niacinamide is in the neighborhood of 2 to 5%. And retinol can be used as low as 0.1% to 1% as a range. So as you can tell by the quick and dirty list, every active has a different concentration, a different golden concentration. Exactly.
1: And... So yes, um, let's say even for an AHA, you still got 90% of the formula to consider. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will be straight with you that 40 to 60% of that is water. You need an aqueous solution to just be that overall formula carrier. And with that, you're going to put in your preservatives, your, you know, your formula structure with emulsifiers, thickeners, yeah, to really give it that aesthetic to make it applicable because, you know, you don't want to apply something that's just gonna like run into your eye, especially acids.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> in the case of our special friends, vitamin C and retinol, it is very unstable. So in terms of what the other gay person ingredients are, yep. there's actually a lot of care that goes into stabilizing Absolutely. the active. So yeah. we're talking about antioxidants, special delivery structures like encapsulation or um, special
1: emulsion structures that help it stay longer. Yeah, help them survive their shelf life, dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, so great question all around. Um, second one that we um, got was, we would love for you to share your take on retinol versus retinoid and adapalene. We are adapalene lovers and know that there is a lot of confusion around the three. Um, Yeah, great question. Uh, Just to kind of clarify, retinoids is the general umbrella category that retinol and adapalene would be in. Um, Yeah, and so we know that, you know, uh, I think the most well-known retinoid is retinoic acid. That's Mm -hmm. your tretinoin, your... uh, Retin-A. Retin-A, thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In the U.S., that is a prescription-only product. It is the gold standard. Yes. Um, It will be the most potent in terms of everything, right? Yep, acne, acne
1: wrinkles.
0: Yep. Yeah, but it is also highly irritating. Mm -hmm. Then you have retinol, which is also a really old, well-studied ingredient. Mm -hmm. It is very popular because it's a cosmetic ingredient. You don't need a prescription Mm -hmm. for it. That means sometimes you get funky ones, um, products are claimed to have retinol. We saw a retinol makeup wipe
1: once. <laughs> You're not oh, going to yeah. literally wipe your wrinkles away. But that had retinol palmitate, which I oh, yeah. don't like.
0: <laughs> that is Retinol palmitate is trash retinol, guys. <laughs> it is the equivalent of a tapeworm of retinols. Nobody <laughs> wants you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just not the form that's really going to give you that... Uh... Wrinkle efficacy. fighting power that you want so you know please stick to retinol um and i think for adapalene we usually point um people to that one if you're trying to you know treat your acne and yes there are some studies that are suggesting wrinkle fighting but you know we're just gonna wait and see right um, it's the def- newest kid on the block. right exactly um why do we always recommend retinol one is just easier for people to obtain also you get some pretty wide range of percentages so you you know typically we recommend 0.1 to 0.3 percent to start for newbies yeah and then just build your way up and just to add another layer of confusion they're now encapsulating retinol and that's just like a whole nother field yeah so we won't touch that today (laughs) more content to come (laughs) yeah so and finally gloria i have to read you our first comical Constructive critique okay. we got on her podcast. Hit me. All right. So, uh, this lady writes We really enjoy your podcast. Very entertaining and very knowledge sharing. Quite a few times, with my volume turned up, I had a hard time hearing what you all are saying. Fair enough. At this mess, it seemed like a voice was farther away from the microphone and sentences would trail off. Also, will you please enunciate more? Some of the names of items you are saying sound garbled. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs>
1: Hi. I'm
0: sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> Thank you for the constructive criticism. I will say in my personal life too, people say I talk really fast and mumble a lot. So I will definitely work on enunciation, but bear with us. <laughs> yeah. We're very new to this.
1: Yeah. Uh, first episode? Yeah, so uh, hopefully that'll get better.
0: Coochie Fire? That felt like so long ago already.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so let us know how we do on this one today. Um, And I guess that wraps it up for this episode.
0: Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. This is actually a really fun outlet for us. It's a. That we don't have to sit at the computer and write our post.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so if you have any thoughts, suggestions, you want to hear about a certain topic, please write to us at info at chemistconfessions.com uh, We'd love to hear from you guys, and thank you so much for all the support.
0: Yep, and um, Just a quick note, in the TV for the next episode will be more cleanser-centric yeah. so if you have yeah. any cleanser yeah. questions oh, <laughs> send it <laughs> our way, and we'll see you next
1: time. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you guys.